Hey guys, welcome to this fortnight's crypto catch up. I'm Pav. I'm Tommy. And we're here to talk all things crypto. And uh, I guess this week we've got a few key news items that we'll just run down and unpack. First up, I thought it'd be good just to just keep on the, uh, the freight train that we have been seeing big investors rolling through the crypto markets, spending a bit of money, investing in a bit of tech. So we've got some updates on what Samsung and Alphabet are up to at the moment. AKA Google. AKA Google. We have some uh, really actually interesting news that Tommy's going to unpack on the Aussie regulatory token mapping exercise mm. that's going on at the moment. Because mm. everyone, uh, lo- everyone loves to hear about regulation and Absolutely. But it's for the first time, it sounds like a treasure hunt. So it is true. Very yeah, true. Very it true. actually sounds fun. So we'll see how that's like. <laughs> and then I'll some interesting news that could be the first early warning signs for the next big move to come. Just some interesting moves in the macro markets. Uh, we're talking euro dollar and US dollar movements. So a bit dry, but you know, yeah. we thought it was worth touching. Cry. It's, it's you're calling it early. <laughs> putting your, putting your <laughs> neck on the line. You're going to call it early. That's how it is. Uh, before we get started, Tommy and I both thought it was pretty important to just call out a recent internal shuffle within the company. That you know, we both work at SwiftX, and you know, we've had a, a pretty big week last week where we have had to part way with some of our lovely co-workers upon a, a recent company restructure. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, been a tough week for uh, a lot of people, I guess, um, throughout the business. And I think you know, respect to the people that were here, calling it out. You know, we've obviously got a lot of colleagues and friends that we've had to say goodbye to for the, the next chapter, I suppose, for the business. As well, mm. so you know, that's kind of where we're at. And, and um, you know, we've got plenty to focus on, obviously, in the future. But um, yeah, I think it was definitely, definitely keen to call it out. And um, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, mate, on the on the current market? I mean, this is what people want to hear. Yeah, look, it's definitely interesting. I mean, everyone's seen a bit of green. We've had some pretty exciting things to talk about, oh, you know, since uh, June up until just at the back end of August now, it seems to be sort of falling away a bit. But um, we talked about it in the last catch up that really the next piece of news that might affect the markets isn't due to come out till the end of September. So we have historically seen about two weeks before the next key interest rate meeting, uh, usually is a bit of a sell-off for the market. So this one's a bit interesting. That's happening about a month out. So, you know, whether people are sort of front running any particular downside that's coming or, you know, a lot of profit taking might just be happening right now while we might see another move to the upside, I guess time will tell. But currently, you know, Bitcoin specifically, you've got to look at the big boy. It's sort of finding support quite nicely at 21K here, but there's nothing to suggest we may not see it sort of dip below the previous lows in the coming months and weeks. But I think everyone's out there trying to call where the bottom is right now, like yeah. if we're going to see it very shortly or if this is it. So, you know, for all those people, uh, put your bets on, uh, I guess. I've seen people are back into this. 10k 12k bitcoin talk again like yeah it's been gone for a while like again since since that last podcast i was seen. thinking about this you know when we got to like 30k and we had that first big pullback everyone yeah. was calling 10k at that point too that's right yeah and, and it wrecked them so well yeah because people were yeah. never short yeah. from 20k right yeah that's yeah. what yeah that's what wrecked a lot of people yeah um some of the derivative exchanges made a lot of money around that which brings me into my point so Assessment of the market. I mean, look, I'm just looking at the 30 day, but everything is down apart from Ethereum and some of the exchange coins. Yeah. So, um, BNB still up about 16% over the 30 days, which has been quite a heavy 30 days of volatility. Like we've seen Bitcoin run up to over 25K in the last two weeks since the last podcast. Um, ETH nearly touched two grand again in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, obviously since then we've seen the whole thing has came down, I guess, in the last seven days or so. So, you know, all that good work, I suppose, that was put into the market in the last, you know, a couple of weeks has, has retraced. But, you know, looking at those trends that we talked about in the last podcast, 
some of the exchange talking, some of the meme coins, Dogecoin and SHIB were on a bit yeah, of a run lately a as bit well. Of run. Yep, yep. So, you know, even in the 30 day, SHIB is still up about 14% or so. so. So, I guess my big thing before we jump into the news, like we've got the ETH merge still yeah. a month away. It's like 19th of September. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, I've gone over and back in this a few times. Yeah, it's in like, my head lately, especially right now because it's um, a pretty pivotal moment. So, uh, a couple of things to note. When the merge happens, certain protocols will allow people to unlock ETH mm. that was locked. Yeah. So is that allowing more supply back in the market that eventually potentially pushes the price down as part yeah. of the... Well, selling pressure, right? The unlock, sell pressure. Yeah. Or are people just thinking about the upside, thinking about the next generation of ETH, right? Like, mm. I'm kind of still on the fence a little bit with it. You know, we've seen the market price it in aggressively up to two grand. Now we're seeing a pullback again. Is this area of, of value again prior to the merge? Are they going to hold true on the merge date? Like, there's a few kind of questions still looming there. So, mm. yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's red hot. It's on everyone's lips at the moment. Yeah. You know? yeah. So everyone's watching it. Um, yeah. I guess that's the only thing that I hadn't considered for a while is all this ETH that potentially could have been locked up in certain protocols for, you know, 18 months, mm. maybe two years even, yep. is potentially coming back on the market when it does get unlocked. So that's we, one thing to note. We were tracking this in 2021 and 2020. I remember like sitting across the room from you, Tommy. And um, yeah, it, it was crazy. Week on week, people were locking it away. So we're talking about people that have locked in Ether yeah. sub 1K. So they're all riding in profit still, right? So Yeah, it would have been five or 600 yeah. bucks, I reckon. That's like right. US. So, yeah. But you know, are people going to be looking to realize some of that profit or are they you know, going to be happy to ride it to the next journey considering where we mm. potentially are in the market on the lower side of the market? I'm not going to say we're at the bottom, but <laughs> um, you know, we're on the lower side of the market definitely in, in terms of what it's done in the last you know, couple of years, obviously. So. Yeah, well, historically, we get close to that 85 to 90% retracement. I think we're sitting at like 83% right now. So, I mean, yeah. even if we do put in a bit more downside of, you know, how much more could it really be? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. just think about the buy pressure that would come through for, yeah. you know, well, ETH, we've seen it when it dropped under 1,000 US. Oh, I got slammed up. Like yeah. Bitcoin, pretty much anything under 20 grand, people are just... There's are lots just of orders there. Yeah, yeah, every time. So it doesn't sit yeah. there for long generally, but yeah, we'll see. What happens in the na- next podcast, I think it's going to be pretty interesting what we're talking about and how it plays out. Can't wait. What's happening with um, Alphabet, Google, Samsung scenario? It's a bit more money, mate. So <laughs> Alphabet and Samsung uh, being placed as the most active investors uh, in recent blockchain-related companies. So uh, I wouldn't guess it, but they've participated in 13 rounds of funding between September 21 and June 22. So, I mean, that being said, a lot of people may not know, but Alphabet in itself took part in a lot of the investment rounds for businesses like Fireblocks, Dapper Labs, who, if you haven't seen them, NBA Top Shots, Check them out. It's a really, really cool uh, utilization of NFTs. And Flow, Flow is, the, is one of the assets yep. that's behind us. Yep. It's a little bit different to how a lot of NFTs that you might see get uh, memed out about. They do it a little bit different. Uh, Voltage and Digital Currency Group, which, you know, they all raised about 1.5 bills. So, I mean, we're talking big money as always, but it's just interesting to see a lot of these guys that would have funds parked on the side, like I'm sure a lot of venture capitalists would as well. Um, you know, they're still active, still investing, still looking to create that next value proposition for when the cycle does inevitably take off. Um, so, it was just interesting to see. I know we talked about it last week. Yeah, it's always the city's household names and institutions you know, they are they are making their plays, not always necessarily in the main headlines or the mainstream news, but they're they're making their plays. They mm. you know, they understand the value in the ecosystem and yeah, like you said, they're kinda of making their bets and more so in, in the market recently, right? Because we've you know, there's there's more value in the market. Mm. Profit, profit Is that it? Yeah, do you like it? Word? Yeah, I like it. 
You need to. Can you search that and see if it actually exists? Oh, no, I don't want to search it. Yeah, okay. It, it's it's definitely my word. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the next story. Everybody loves regulation. We all, you know, we're all screaming for regulation. Obviously, that's, that's all I heard on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's the, you know, it's the true, the true reason crypto was created is so you know governments can regulate <laughs> it for us and and um, you know. Anyway, let's not get into that right now. It sound like Roger Ver, but yeah, essentially the Australian Treasury have announced a, a brand new plan for a crypto regulatory framework, which you know we working at at SwiftX and an exchange and all the other kind of exchanges around Australia have previously submitted you know their version of what they think the regulations should be and it's kind of all coming together um in the previous government now the new government in labor have kind of picked it up and, and this is what they want to do next so mm-hmm. essentially they want to create a, a new framework like their claim is going to be you know hasn't been done before or hasn't been seen anywhere else in the world which is you know is interesting to see how, how it plays out um how are they going to do it they want to carry out an exercise called token mapping which is essentially a way of putting different digital assets within brackets and applying certain rule sets to them for you know reasons like taxation and you know what's an asset that should be used as a currency, what's a security, like all these kind of questions. I guess they do need to be answered. So you know that's the way I kind of frame it is you know token mapping is is a way of determining what a kind of an asset it is. You know yeah. everything at the moment is 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 a digital asset or crypto. So it's about just yeah. you know, I guess defining them. You know it it potentially has pros and cons in terms of like how much tax you have to pay on whatever the crypto is that you have or whatever mm. that digital asset is but there's a few yeah. different kind of nuances to it but essentially you know the previous government had kind of dabbled i guess in crypto regulation but um you know as as jim chalmers from the labor party called out they kind of had prematurely jumped which i said it kind of shots fired against the other government but you know they, they prematurely jumped straight to the options without first understanding what what was actually to be regulated. So yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of why they're trying to put the horse before the cart as opposed to the cart before the horse here. So, you know, I think I think it's not a bad exercise. Um, main reasons, like I said, tax, consumer protection, basically making sure that the Aussie people and are protected uh, when they're you know trading on the likes of SwiftX. And listen, in Australia, we're really lucky. We have the landscape here is good. We mm-hmm. have really, really good actors. There's always, you know, a percentage of people that probably don't do the right thing, but, you know, we're not obviously in that boat and there's a lot of really good digital asset platforms in australia so we are really looking in that behalf especially when it compares to other regions so they plan to carry out this exercise before the end of 2022 which is probably optimistic in my mind but regardless if they do or not you know we still have a, a fair while to go and it's kind of undisclosed when we're going yeah. to see anything from it so yeah you know they'll they'll carry out the exercise then there'll be further deliberations followed by further deliberations and i guess we're not holding our breath for any anything kind of concrete coming through anytime soon so it's, it's yeah as, as frustrating it is it seems like they're starting again at least it looks like it's constructive right like yeah. it's it's almost like at least they're acknowledging yeah the industry correct right? because yeah. it was a bit nobody really knew when the new government came in what was going to happen if they were actually going to have it even on their priority list for the next five years so at least yeah. it is on the priority list and you know i think things like what happened with Luna and you know Celsius and these kind of companies probably raises it up the priority list a little bit. Because and you could argue like that could have been mapped out a lot better for the consumer if if the yeah. algorithmic stablecoin you understood that was a higher risk. That's right because yeah. that's how it's categorized, right? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So you know, there's yeah, yeah I, I think there's pros and cons in this in this yeah. exercise, but you know, the timeline is always going to be what we're not that's, sure that's, about that's how that when it plays out. So yeah, yeah. now it's a good point. 
euros, euros and US dollars. That's that's it. We're at uh, all time lows. So valuations not seen since 2002. Would you believe it? So we've got um, basically hitting parity and now also falling under a dollar. What does this mean? So once again, in the past, we have hit significant levels such as this. Uh, it has rebounded. So essentially euro dollar goes down or the price of the euro goes against the dollar basically means the us dollar is gaining strength and like whenever we talk about bitcoin valuations being 20k 30k 50k 60k i mean we're, we're quite often referring to it in the us dollar valuation yeah. even here in australia really always yeah. so i mean that's just showing that there's more people parking in us dollar more strength there so it's the more weighted currency i guess you could say so it's more trying to front run the sentiment that another market is falling to quite critical lows whereas something like Bitcoin, it's lower than what we have seen it, but it's not significantly lower. But the euro dollar is definitely at multi-year lows. So, two things. Obviously, if we if we bounce here, it could mean nothing and it just cools off. But I mean, if we do see this floor break, I guess analysts and economists are calling for this to be the the telltale sign of the next drop across the markets globally. Bit of an aggressive, I guess, sort of statement. But I mean, we've seen all of the money tightening stances across the Fed. And there's really not been any sort of real catalyst to show that that might be easing up anytime soon. So I know everyone's sort of seeing it in Australia with, you know, inflation always being the topic at every get together. And we've been seeing like housing prices dip quite a bit just when it does come to what we have been seeing clearing recently. Just I don't know, especially even in Brisbane, they're talking about 50K valuation drops across yeah. what we have been seeing historically. So. I mean, historically, if we do hold this long-term level, it will be interesting because it could suggest that it could currently fall at the same time Bitcoin is also finding support. But I mean, if we see this fall, there's a good argument that other markets globally could sort of follow as well. So it's just one. Do you think people are going to start like accumulating euros? Like, is that something that we've already seen well, in the market? Or? It's had a discount since 2002. So take that with what you will. Yeah. I got any Europe trips planned, I guess? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah. you know, since it has seen this pretty significant drop recently, I mean, it almost, for some people, would represent value, right? Like, Correct. you know, for people that are going to need to use the euros versus a pretty public yeah. investment itself. But currency traders would be all over it, right? They would be. But the real thing is, I guess, people are more sort of looking towards someone like a Fed saying, you know, if, if this trend does keep up, it, it does remove, I guess, a lot of the trade aspects from someone like the US. Like a lot of the exports become all of a sudden just more expensive and less competitive than other places in the world. So, I mean, it, it's a bigger picture. There's a lot of plates spinning, but it's more to show that historically this is something that has been a significance. You might see it be talked a little bit more about just on a day-to-day basis, potentially. So, I thought we'd unpack that a little bit just to explain what that is. Yeah, no, that's good. Good to, good to keep an eye on. But other than that, looking at the market movers that we've had over the last 14 weeks since we last caught up, fan tokens. Fan tokens are all in there, Matt. Going ballistic. Yep. So, we've got Santos FC, uh, Lazi FC, FC Porto, Chile's Alpines F1. Because the European soccer season is just getting started. Again. Yeah, yeah. So, there definitely always is that sort of correlation when something sort of does rile up like that but i mean that's just yeah there must TRB. be something i see teller trb in there it's one i had in my portfolio from a while back oh, yeah? and it was one of the only ones that was green <laughs> oh yeah uh, in the long term so well, well that's the other thing so there is that DeFi thing that we were talking about yeah. last time as well so tellers in there something called stargate finance which i'm not quite across and qlc chain so um Two main themes, I guess you could draw from that. But um, I think everyone's kind of just on the sidelines, sort of waiting to see what, what happens here in the next couple of weeks before we see any real direction with the markets. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. 
yeah for sure for sure Matt I think we've pretty much covered everything that we wanted to cover today um, it's definitely going to be an interesting couple of weeks playing up to um, SwiftX we're going to be at Intersect Festival which is a tech conference down in Melbourne so we're going to be attending that our founders are going to be speaking at it as well and superhero guys so that's going to be quite cool to attend that one and we've obviously we've got the Aussie crypto conference coming up at the end of next month as well so yeah, that's a few exciting kind of things happening um, to get everybody together and you know hopefully hopefully the markets can turn something on for us and, and get us excited. Maybe a special about. sermon from Mr. Michael Saylor Mr. himself. Saylor. Yeah, that's right. Might that's right. do it. Yeah. Dave, Dave Haslop's going to be doing a, a fireside chat with him. So that's going to yep. be really interesting. Really keen to hear what he's got to say. So yeah, thanks guys again, obviously for joining us. Thanks, Pav. It was, uh, thought it was a tougher one to do after some, you know, some news, but we always show up and, and we're here to, to give you guys what you need. And yeah, until next time, we'll, we'll catch you soon. Catch you later. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 